0: Thank you, hallelujah, thank you, thank you, thank you, hallelujah, praise the Lord, well let's just uh, open in prayer before I share the word this morning. Thank you Father that we have this opportunity to just uh, fellowship around your word and we thank you Father that uh, your grace is upon us, your anointing is upon us, our ears can hear, our hearts can receive. And we thank you, Father, that anybody and everybody that hears this today will be changed by your word and by your anointing, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, wherever I go, I try to do something that, that really makes a difference in relationships. Uh, this is not in what I planned to share this morning, but as I was praying, I felt the Holy Spirit wanted me to share this quickly for you. But there's a story about Jesus, um, uh, and he's he's died, he's rose from the dead, and there's a lot of talk about him, and some people don't know yet that he's risen from the dead, and there's just two guys that are leaving Jerusalem, and they're going to the town of Emmaus, and you all know the story, and they're talking, they're talking about all the events and all the stuff that's going on, and the next minute there's a, there's another person walking with them, and that. Person is Jesus and he asks them what are you talking about and and they tell him and he begins to share the word with them and and as they get to a point in the road uh, they say, well here's our house and we're going home and where are you going and he says well I'm traveling on so in that moment they had the word shared with them that was really burning in their hearts but they were left with a choice. He didn't invite himself in. He didn't ask to go with them. He was just standing. And if they didn't invite him, he would keep walking. And so they invited him and said, well, look, it's late. Why don't you come and spend the night? And so that sounds like a very casual decision, but it's a casual decision that was an important decision. It was a decision that came from their heart, and because of that decision, they ended up doing something that, for me, uh, is the foundation of all successful relationships. And they did three things. They, if you read the Word of God, they, they, uh, Jesus continued to share the Word with them. They broke the bread of life together, and they prayed together. So they, had, they shared the Word, they had communion, and they prayed. So if you want to have a successful relationship at any level, you need to want to say, well, if that's what happens with Jesus when he's when he's invited into a relationship, then that's something that you ought to do. So you know, if you have a if you have a spouse, if you have a close friend, if you have brothers and sisters in the Lord, if you have co-workers that you want to establish a strong relationship with, in terms of uh, allowing and not allowing strife to come in, not allowing things to happen that are negative, then, you know, every now and again, what you need to do you share the word with each other. You know, you just get together and you share the word. What's the Lord showing you? Read me a scripture. What does the word say, say to you through that scripture? And, uh, and then you can break bread together. There's no more powerful thing than recognizing Jesus in your relationship than breaking bread together. Because you bring everything from His death and resurrection into the relationship, and then if you pray together, you know that old saying: "Those who pray together stay together." And it's just a wonderful thing, you know. If you pray for your for your pastor, if you pray for your your leader of the ministry, brother Jerry, Miss Carolyn, if you pray for them, there is no way that you can pray for them and 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 then criticize them. You know, there's no way that you can have a communion. You might they might not be there, but you can have communion with somebody about Lord. Help us serve Brother Jerry and Miss Carolyn, Justin and Nanette and any of the other leaders, Brother Joe and and, and Joyce and the people that are leaders in the ministry. You know, there's no way that you can can say, let's have communion and ask God to intervene and work with us and show us his ways to serve them better. And then go and say negative things or have negative things in your heart. You might even not say it in your mouth, but if it's in your heart, it's going to show up somewhere. You know, and if you do that, you know, then, then you allow the Lord to examine what's going on inside of you and you bring the anointing inside of you to give you more energy going forward. Praise the Lord. So that's just for free this morning. <laughs> it will lead me into, into what else I have to share with you today, and I'm going to be as quick as possible. And I thank you for allowing me to, to minister to you this morning. And you all know the scripture well in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation just for ease of use or ease of reading. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let... God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn how learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So the first point I just want to say is don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. So when we come when we come to work, when we're involved in work, when we're involved in a ministry, we can see it as a job or we can see it as an assignment so that's our choice that's our choice you know we don't we don't have to be in a position where we see it as a job that you come to every day. if you see it as an assignment that you come to every day, then it changes everything that you how you see things uh, you know i I am blessed i am truly blessed to say that my my two sons, even though they've gone through some challenges in their life, they're both serving God with all their heart, and they are, and they are increasingly more becoming involved in the ministry and doing things in the ministry, you know. Um, but there was a time when even though they knew that Jesus was in their heart and they loved Jesus, there was a worldly behavior pattern that they chose to follow after. And so they allow those patterns to affect their lives. So that only happens when you feel like there's something more important in the world than what you're doing. And so if you feel like there's something more important out there than what you're doing in here, then, uh, then you'll have a conflict. So we don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But we let God transform us into a new person by changing the way that we think. This is a fundamental, this is a fundamental thing that we have to settle for ourselves in our heart. And, and I'm going to read Mark eleven twenty two, 22 to help us with this thinking in a minute. So Mark eleven twenty two says, Then Jesus said to the disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain, you may be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it. And you must believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you receive it, it will be yours. Uh, I uh, have this idea about... I believe it. I believe it. If you say I believe it, how do you know, how does anybody know whether you believe it or not? So if you say I believe it, then we have to take your word for it that you believe it. I want to just talk about I believe it for a moment. Because um, if you evaluate what you believe, so I want you to have... I want to give you an introspective moment right now. I, I am uh, in America on assignment by God for a minimum of six weeks. I'm already four weeks into my six weeks. I'm in my fourth week. So who does that? When you have many churches head of JSMI Africa, Bible schools all over the world with Brother Jerry. Who does that? Who takes that much time out? Well, you can only do that if you've allowed your thinking to be changed and you believe something. Because here's the thing that you have to face wherever you go. I certainly faced it in the first two weeks I was here. You don't know this, but I face this. I could see the question on everybody's face. Why are you here this long? What are you going to do here for this long? What's your purpose for being here for this long? You know, it's not like I spend every day with Brother Jerry. You all know that. So why are you, why are you here for this long? Well, if I believe what God has given me as an assignment... Then then I will follow through with what I believe, even though there's a whole lot of things that may question what I'm doing. Now, here's how real it gets. Now, come on, bear with me. You wake up in the morning, you have your time with the Lord, and now you've got time on your hands. And I've got five weeks left. So now you look at yourself in the mirror while you're brushing your teeth or making coffee and you're alone in the, in the apartment or whatever in the hotel room and you're making a cup of tea or something and, and you're preparing yourself and you're you know, getting your clothes out and you're alone and I'm here for five more weeks. The, the woman of my life, the lady of my dreams, the lover of my life is waiting for me at home. I can change my air and go home straight away. Come on now. It's a matter of what do I believe. Because if I believe it, then I've got to have words coming out of my mouth that are in synergy with what I believe. So if I don't believe it, then the words that come out of my mouth are going to reflect something different. So the Lord gave me some wisdom. The Lord gave me some wisdom. He said, when people ask you, um, how long are you here for? Just tell them a couple more weeks. And so that's what I did because people didn't understand what my assignment was. So how long are you here for? A couple more weeks. Okay, well, how many more weeks? is it? just a couple more weeks. They don't need to know because they don't understand my assignment because they don't believe what I believe. You know. So... One more thing I've got to share about this. The thing that is going to always attack your assignment is the things that happen in your head more more than the things that happen around you. So things around you may affect what happens in your head. But ultimately what happens in your head is what's going to actually determine what comes out of your mouth and will affect your belief. So... If you're, if you're working every day for Brother Jerry and you see things, or for the church, and you see things that maybe need changing, they maybe need, they can be done better, maybe they don't work for you as well as you want them to work for you, uh, they're going to attack your mind. And so sometimes you are, it's, you are there to solve problems. So most of the time, if you're working for the ministry, you are solving a problem for the ministry. You're not just giving energy. So if your energy is a routine energy, that's a good thing. It still means you're solving problem every time you do something routine. So I'm just sharing this with you because it's two ways of looking at it. If you say, my job is just routine, well, okay, you can make it routine. But if you say, my job is routinely solving problems then it begins to change your belief because now I believe that routinely solving problems helps me with my assignment if I begin to say my routinely my routine of solving problems is helping me with my assignment then then I don't have a mindset of just doing a job Every time I do something that's routine, I'm believing to solve a problem. That means that I become problem-solving-minded by faith. And as I become problem-solving by faith, God anoints me to become a better problem-solver. So now I'm not just employed to do a job. I'm here to solve problems. It's a matter of what you believe. So if we go back to that Scripture, then Jesus said to us, you have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it. it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. Doubt is a thing that comes in your head all the time. You live with doubt all day long. Let me tell you, Brother Copeland lives with doubt. Brother Jerry lives with doubt in their head. So if they let the doubt get in their heart, then it affects their belief. They just don't let it happen. When they get doubt in the head, they say, no, I'm speaking the word so that the word deals with my head. So if you try and solve your doubt with your thinking, then your thinking becomes your problem even more. Because now you think you can solve your problem with your thinking. Even worse, if you think you can solve your thinking with your talking to others about what you're thinking, then it's even worse, right? So even when it comes to your spouse, I want to say this, especially when it comes to your spouse or the ones that are closest to you, if you talk the problem to your spouse, then the problem gets established more strongly than if you talk to someone at the office. So you may feel safe talking to your spouse about the problem. But the problem is you have a more of an agreement with your spouse than you have with anybody else. When you get into agreement with that conversation, it affects your belief. So your doubt of solving a problem gets stronger in you rather than weaker in you because you're talking to your spouse or your closest friend. So I, I was just telling Brother Joe on the way here, um, we were out yesterday and, and, and I came back and I decided I'm going to go to do a workout at, at a, a place. And, and so when I got there, I found that the, the, the evening session was called, I didn't know this, just knew the time that it started, so the evening session was called Survivor, so so that'll tell you the whole deal right there, so I survived, (laughs) I managed to survive, you know, so you know, I I, I came came back, I stopped at, at the bank and I drew some money, so it sounds like I'm really in the groove of America, I am. You know, these many weeks into it, you should have some kind of a groove, you know. But uh, <laughs> so I stopped at the bank. I drew some money from the ATM. I, I got some some food for myself, and I got home and and oh man, I wish I could phone someone, but all of South Africa's asleep. <laughs> you know, seven hours ahead. Of they're like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. I wish I could phone someone. This is just in my heart. I wish I could phone someone and just talk to someone. Next minute, my phone rings. It's my wife. Hey, babe, what are you doing? I woke up and I went to the bathroom and I was thinking about you, so I thought you should be awake still, and I called you. I said, you made me the happiest person. You can't believe I was just thinking about you, you know. And uh, so we talked on, on a WhatsApp, Skype kind of a call for an hour because it's over WiFi, you know. So we chatted and had a good... So during the course of the conversation, she was telling me about some challenge that she was having in the church. And So she said something to her. I said, my babes, please excuse me, but I can't get into agreement with you. She said, why not? I said, because I don't see it that way. She said, well, how do you see it? I said this is the way that this thing is going to turn out. She said, you're right, John. I got so involved in looking at the problem that I actually didn't see the solution as you say it. Now, what would have happened if I got into agreement with her? It would have affected her belief, would have affected what's going on in her mind, put her on a course of action. Now, I'm not there, so she... Oh, well, he agreed with me, so obviously that's the solution, you know. When she said, no, you're right, and that's the way I'm going to speak, and that's the way we're going to handle it, I said, go, girl. What happens to me? I go to sleep in peace because we got into agreement with the word. We got into agreement with the outcome. We didn't get into agreement with what's going on in our head and what, what could have be, started developing in our hearts. You know, this thing of believing it is important, and you can't deal with unbelief in your head. And it's such a common thing. Even though you know the word, you kind of want to think, well, um, you know, if I do this and I solve this, and, and if you become a problem solver, and you are a problem solver, often you want to solve the problem in your head. And so you get used to problem solving in your head, and so then that becomes a way of life, but it affects that you don't believe. Because there's only one thing that changes your unbelief to belief, and that's the word. So you've got to speak the word. So when you're sitting in the office, you know, and you're doing things, and you're about serving the leaders and serving the ministry, uh, I would say one of the greatest things you can do is to say, Lord, I'm here with my body. I'm here with my mind. I'm here with my soul. I'm giving this time to you. Not just as a work thing that I've got to do. I'm giving this to you as my assignment. I'm giving this to you as what you've called me to do. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you everything. And I thank you that your word is working mightily in me. And wherever there is some kind of doubt and unbelief that begins to creep in my heart, I ask you to expose it to me, reveal it to me, show it to me, so that I don't torment myself and I don't let the enemy torment me to think that I'm not being in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Here's the good news. One of the greatest things I think anybody can do is to be in the right place at the right time for God. Can there be any better place? It doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing, what kind of corporate job or any kind of, to be in the right place at the right time for God, the only thing that's left to do is to do the right thing. You know, But if you're not in the right place at the right time, then you can't do the right thing. Then it doesn't matter what the right thing is, it's the wrong place and the wrong time. (laughs) You know, something's going to go wrong. But if you're in the right place at the right time, then you can do the right thing. So I want to say this in closing. I want to wrap this up, and I just want to say, you know, that if you're in this ministry, then God has put you in the right place at the right time. Well, how do you know that? Well, I know that the people in this ministry are faith people And they're believing God for the right people. The choice is no longer whether you belong here or not. The choice is whether you're going to do the right thing. So the only thing that can stop you from doing the right thing is if you have doubt and unbelief that creeps in then your thought process begins to take you in a direction. And when that thought process takes you in a direction, then you have to be very careful what the next, what's next going to happen next. I I I, I really, uh, this morning as I was just preparing for this, I really wanted to f- uh, finish off by sharing this, that... Elijah was a really mighty prophet of God. He, Elijah was so powerful and was used by God so powerfully. Let me rather rephrase it that way. Elijah was so powerfully used by God that he's one of the few prophets that confronted the world system with such force and power that when he confronted the prophets of Baal and he confront, confronted the very system of kings and queens that they put into place, that he managed through a confrontation of fire, he managed to turn the hearts of a nation together with the people that turned their hearts. He killed 850 prophets. I mean, slaughtered them. I mean, that's quite a, that's quite a thing. You know, that's quite a thing. I mean, that man was a was really, I mean, he did some great things for God. However, he was prone from time to time to let his head take over. You know, so when he let his head take over, he stopped thinking about what God could do with him. And he rather started thinking what God, what others could do. To him, you know, thinking like God's abandoned me. So it can only happen when you get focused on the details of everyday living, then you forget who you are in Christ. You know, and I want to say this, that if you're called to this ministry and if you're sitting here today or or you staff somewhere else in the world, then... um, There is a strong anointing in this ministry uh, to break down things that are uh, stopping the body of Christ from reaching their full potential. Lack of knowledge, religious teaching, lack of faith, many things, you know, other alternative Christian systems that prevent People from reaching their true potential. You know, you can say, well, we are a church that helps people reach true potential. But if they're not leading you to faith and leading you into the ways of God, you have to question whether they are actually able to lead you into full potential. You know? And so the one thing about this ministry is I know for all these years having been with them and having listened to Brother Jerry for so many years that that he and this whole ministry and everything that happens in it is geared and designed to help people reach their full potential in Christ. And so if you are here, you know, there is always going to be the opportunity, just like Elijah, to get caught up in everyday life. And then you think about, what God's not doing for me rather than what God has done through me, you know. And if you think that your everyday job is not enough and it's not taking you anywhere, that can only happen if you're not in belief. If you believe that you're in the right place at the right time, then you've got to put all your faith into doing the right thing Because if you put your faith into doing the right thing, then God is going to take you to the right position. And your future is always going to be in his hands, not in man's hands. And promotion and increase comes from God, not from man. It doesn't matter what the structure looks like. God will promote you and he will increase you, regardless of where you find yourself. I'll tell you, money can come to you Anyway, anytime, any place. God can cause ravens to feed you like He did Elijah. He can cause water to flow in places just like Elijah. And when those things run dry and they can run dry, He'll take you to someone that is least likely to actually supply your needs and bless them for supplying your needs. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. And so if you have this kind of attitude in, this, in, in the ministry, you know, it's going to be something that really is uh, leading you and guiding you into the next level of problem solving. It's going to lead you into the next, next levels of anointing. It's going to lead you into the next levels of what your capability and capacity is. You know, and even, even like Joseph, if you find yourself in prison, you know, you can have the favor of God on you and this ministry is known for favor, so call on that mantle. Just call on that mantle. I'm in the right place at the right time and I'm going to do the right thing and I call on that favor mantle. And that favor mantle comes on me and as it comes on me, I get put in charge of things that other people don't even think they could be in charge of. And right now, even my leaders, be it Brother Jerry, Miss Carolyn, Justin, whoever, you know, Might be thinking, Brother Joe, you know, might be thinking, oh, you know, that person can't do that job. Hello, one day they wake up, the Lord says, you better promote that person. And they weren't thinking about it yesterday. And then they wake up and the Lord says, that's the person for the job. And you think, well, how did that happen? Well, I was in the right place at the right time and I started doing the right thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And as you present your body as a living sacrifice to doing that, then God begins the per- becomes the person that changes your world. And it's, it's such a multi-beneficial thing because not only does it benefit you, but it benefits Brother Jerry, it benef- benefits all the leaders of this ministry, it benefits your colleagues it benefits everything it just creates this whole environment where god can do awesome miracles and awesome things because now you're together as a body now you're doing things that god is saying let's get on with it let's be powerful hallelujah you know if i if i had to if i had to Say this to the ushers in the church and the people that work in the ministry. It's the perfect platform to say I'm in the right place at the right time and I'm going to do the right thing, you know, because I'm calling on the favor of mantle that's in this ministry. You know, anybody that's going to serve, people in the worship team, people, anybody that can serve, you know, I'm in the right place at the right time and I'm going to do the right thing. And I'm going to believe God with the pastors, with everybody to have increased, to, to have the right... People join the church, and I'm going to put my faith out there. I'm going to believe that with Brother Jerry, and I'm going to say, Brother Jerry, I'm going to believe your partners are increasing. The amount of money that's coming in is increasing. The miracles that are happening in people's lives are happening every day. Faith miracles, healing miracles, powerful miracles. Now you're in the right place at the right time doing the right thing, and your routine job becomes an assignment. Your routine job becomes something. I believe, therefore, I'm moving mountains with my faith. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. I hope this uh, I hope this helped you a little bit this morning. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Well, let's pray together, shall we? I'm going to lead you in a prayer and then we can just pray in the spirit together a little bit. Father, we thank you for this message today. Thank you that you have given us the word of life. Thank you that you have uh, led us into a way of seeing things that we can change today and we can change tomorrow. And Lord, I just pray that there will be a stronger unity in this ministry. There will be a a strength that begins to rise up in all the people. I pray, Father, that there will be this mentality that begins to happen. Right place, right time, doing the right thing. And I thank you, Lord, that a spirit of faith rises up in the staff of this ministry. A spirit of faith rises up in all of the people that are involved or coming into this ministry, partners and members, Father. Thank you, Father, that everywhere around the world, there is a spirit of faith that begins to rise up. A spirit of prayer that begins to descend upon them, Lord. And your anointing begins to increase Hallelujah. Our assignment is not done yet, Lord. We got lots to do with Brother Jerry. And we thank you for it, Lord, that you've called us to this time and place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We pray this out in the Spirit right now that everybody's in the right place at the right time and willing to do the right thing with faith in Jesus' name. Hombre de Shafram Boko Sembre de Gendra. Sciocromo locale creste vlembro le vreste zobrindigita calambranta coscio corre qui le vre bote botte simbra la vratti chi mode chi se chiraba costo conca calamante le vrete limon de che se lo bro de le vre guinda ye mondo so di benda langondo boste che le brede labrado oste che chiambrete pronto coscia camaya. Thank you Father that every phone call that's answered, every letter that's opened, every vehicle that's driven, every serving that needs to get served, every usher that talks to somebody, every message that goes out via digital airwaves, every, every email, every Um, person who connects with the internet, everybody that contacts and makes contact with this ministry, every crusade, every meeting, every traveling trip, every journey that gets taken, any place, anywhere, anytime, Father, your anointing is released in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for great favor that is upon this ministry. How increase is coming in every area, Father, in the name of Jesus. Just give me 60 more seconds. Press through in the Holy Spirit now. Just just raise your voices a little bit and keep focused and keep praying in the Holy Ghost now for 60 more seconds. Che batto cosce che Remende gendro vrompredra, remmende bisio compreda gasso colobro. Capreghi comprende le vrato chiambasita, lombondi dibedi ghe damba do gode gesegre segre ghe rambando goke, remmendre goli do golo brosto, sanda hambre ghe ke British Grogoso Gramonde. Thank you, Father. New momentum, new energies, new increases. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just believe right now, I want to just declare this word over the whole ministry. And I want to declare that as Jesus fed multitudes with a few loaves and fishes, as he turned water into wine, God is going to do the miracle of multiplication and the miracle of increase in all of this ministry. And so don't look at the little bit that's here, look at the great that it's going to become. Hallelujah. Look at the great that it's going to become. And I'll tell you, it's in your hands that the multiplication happens. It's in your hands that the multiplication happens. It's in your hands. Yes, it's the leaders of the ministry and Jesus that prays over it. But it's in your hands that multiplication happens. It's your assignment. It's in your hands. Thank you, Father, that there is a great belief and a great faith that in everybody's hands there's a multiplication that's happening. Every day, every day, every day, every moment in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.
1: As John was sharing what his assignment was for all these weeks with the here, that's why we spent so much time together. John can tell you I haven't spent time with him since he's been here. I told him he was on his own. I didn't plan anything. But yesterday was the day. We spent all day together, and John told me the whole structure And Justin, it goes along with what your structure is for the large church. John is a pastor, okay? I'm not. John is. And the vision he has, which I won't talk any more about other than it is big and it's large. Yours is big and it's your large. And when we were sitting there, the Lord said, have John lay his hands upon you and Annette. Because you have the same vision as John has, but it's totally different and it's different countries. That has nothing to do. It's still the vision of God. When John started talking to me, not knowing anything about, well, not knowing some of the things about what he came for, we were put together in the Spirit right away for faith, for faith and covenant beliefs. But when he started talking about the church function, I seen you and Annette, because you have the vision. When we first started, John took our school, what we had. But John's vision for a school was much larger than ours. So we let him run with it. Your vision for the church was much bigger than some of our visions were. Why? Because he gave give it to you to do. John's vision was there. John took the church to another level. You're taking the church to another level. But I felt he needed to lay hands on you. Your prayer warriors, both of you, John and Sharon are prayer warriors, So much similarity, but I want that impartation put into you too. Amen. Amen. So, John, whatever God tells you. you Now, let me tell you, all the other nations. So, Ian, it has a church. Grab hold of this right now. All the other nations, you grab hold of what's happened right now. Because JSMI is unity all over the world, not just here.
0: Father, I thank you for this that you are doing in Justin and Annette's heart and in their lives. I thank you that under the mantle, the banner, the anointing of Brother Jerry, we have the confidence that through this legacy we can do great things. And Father, as our hands are joined together in the Spirit now, we agree and we put our faith together that multiplication happens through our hands. Increase happens through our hands. You are the God that provides the increase. You are the God that does the miracles. But we make our hands available. And as we break the bread of life, and as we multiply the word that you have given us, as we release the anointing of the Spirit... Father, every day we will see the miracle. Every moment we break that bread in our hands, so to speak, it will multiply and multiply. we won't even know how, but it's just your supernatural anointing that's multiplying, Father. And I thank you that they won't even know. They won't even begin to just, it will just be supernatural. You can't even turn to say, it was that, it was this, it was that planning, it was that thing. It's just supernatural. So we pray for your increase, Father. Multiplication by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We thank you for it now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen.
2: How many of you believe in confirmation? You like confirmation? I've got to read this word that the Lord spoke in J.S.M.I. prayer this week on Tuesday morning. John's talking about being at the right place at the right time. That's alignment. Then he talked about assignment. Well, listen to what the Lord said. He said, I am retooling. Your spiritual weapons, saith the Lord. I am realigning you with new people, new purposes for a new day. I am reassigning you to new jobs, new plans, new territories, and new ways of thinking, speaking, and doing. This realignment is not random, it's very strategic. Embrace the realignment. Embrace the reassignment, embrace the retooling, for I am working all things together for the greater glory. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.
3: I just have one thing that came up just as John was praying. I just got a picture of something, and and, and it's the thought of... It, my heart and, and, and John's heart is not to be better than the Savelles. And so I, I want to, I mean, it's not like, well, because they didn't have the vision or that's, it's not about us ever trying to rise above them, but the Lord, and then all of a sudden I saw John 17 in a new way. He said, because what John 17, Jesus is praying about legacy. He's praying about something that's far beyond him because he even makes a statement. He goes, I finished the work that you gave me to do. And he goes, and, and, and he goes, all those you've given me, you entrusted to me, he goes, I didn't lose any of them except the one. And saying, so this is, and then he turns around and he prays to the disciples and he says, he goes, all them that will believe on me through their word. So it's like, it's like he, he you know, Jesus handed everything that he God had commissioned him to do in the earth, he handed off to the apostles they had different different things and and it was through them that 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 Jesus was entrusting that they would take with what was given to them and increase it and it's the same thing with Dr. Savell he's an apostle and what do they do they they establish works and they they put people in positions to increase it put people in places to have the vision for it and carry the vision and and and, and see things so see wherever God's tr- entr- whatever Dr. Saval has entrusted you with whatever your role is realize that you're it's like what he what John said it's in your hands to multiply it it's going to multiply through your hands and that's what legacy's about it's not just that, that well I'm better than this person or I'm better than that I'm and, but no and no it's like no it's something in your hand and 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 you're entrusted to make it better you're entrusted to 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 fulfill what God's called you to do with it amen amen other uh, yeah yeah right yeah right yeah and yeah. yeah. and then it's and then it's not just and not it's not a ne- <laughs> No, I know. I just, I just, I just saw it differently, and and it's like with Net and I. It's Net and I aren't going to build this church. <laughs> I mean, we we have a staff. We, you know, and we have volunteers. We have Vic and Rochelle. We have, you know, we have people that God's calling calling to us. You know, you know, uh, Sam and Matt, different different ones. So so whatever it is, it's not it's not a Net and I. All of a sudden, now we're going to build. No, it's just it just it's it's just going, and we're all running together and doing what God's called us to do. Amen. Love you guys. Have a great day. Thank you, John.